Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Metaphysics One Fifth of Fuya Radio, and you are listening to the scintillating sounds of the BWAMS podcast. Oh, yes. All right, everyone. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the BWAMS podcast. BWAMS stands for Barbed Wire Open Mic Series. My name is Richie Marufo. We're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. And this is episode 50 of the show. That's right. The big 5-0. I don't know. We've been doing it for a couple of years. It took a little, took a little bit of a hiatus. And, and it's perfect because our, our next guest is uh, someone who I have admired their work uh, since I started kind of being involved with scene over a decade ago um and they took a bit of a hiatus and so it's a time to talk about that and and really just creativity and art and sometimes when like just life takes you in other directions we have metaphysics in the house how you doing man i have arrived and i'm number 50 how did you not tell me this to to begin with that was part of the surprise this is amazing well thank you for having me sir it's been a long time i believe i haven't seen you in Two to three, maybe four years. It has been a while, man. Uh, and and on top, of, so a couple of points behind that, like mm. like there's like sub stories to that. Yes, Obviously, sir. we've had the pandemic, so we haven't seen a whole lot of many people for one humans. But even outside of that, you know, uh, I know we used to see each other all the time back in the day when we were both working at EPCC Northwest Campus. No, no, Trans Mountain. Sorry, oh, Trans Mountain Campus. Trans Mountain. Man, I've I've taught at almost <laughs> all the campuses. Trans Mountain. I love that drive every morning. The mountain. That was my first year teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Some of them, it was really cool because I had morning classes, and uh, you know I was always able to stop by and, and, and kind of have a quick little chat with you about yeah. music and the music scene, as brief as that would be. But uh, since then, man, you've you've been able to do a lot of things in your life, and so just for the uninitiated, I know if you guys are listening, he's already your homie, right, friend, sure. family. If you don't know, though, because like this is a platform, you know, I'm supposed yeah, to showcase yeah, yeah. artists of all over. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What do you do? Uh, what happened? You know, like how how can what is your art? OK, well, I am, as you know, metaphysics. I am one fifth of Fuya Radio, the conglomerate that is with uh, along with Zyme One, DJ Metronics, F and Danny Boy and Diluted Thought. Um, shout out to him out there in Nevada. Um, I've been making music for, Jesus, man, since 2000. My, I released my first little project in 2004. So it's been going on about 16 years at this point. Um, I was trash back then. I finally got good at rapping about 2011. That went really well. And um, yeah, man, I, I sat in music for a long time. I did it. I performed into in a lot of places, went to a lot of different cities. Um, and then at some point I just said, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. And now we're here. Like it's, it's been, a, like you said, a four year uh, hiatus of sorts. And now I'm coming out from under my rock that is home living <laughs> and, and just seeing where, where the world is now, where this scene is, where the music scene is, where the art scene is. This is a beautiful place, by the way, this power at the pass or power at the pass or yeah, it's Power at the Pass. Power at the Pass. Oh. This is a beautiful spot. For anyone who's never been here, it is it is a world on its own. Every room is like unique on itself. It's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, man. I sometimes I, I hate that this podcast is only in an audio format, mm -hmm. but I believe in our listeners' imaginations. And it is true. 
Uh, we have had shows that people have compared Meow Wolf like, gotcha. where each room in this entire building had a different experience. Gotcha. We even at one point had a a sound engineer, and he would make okay. soundtracks for the different rooms. One was like the jungle room, you know. Really, it was like the heart room, and they, you know, pe- we went all out, bunch of different stuff, but. Well, I, I, I have to say I like this place a little better than uh, Meow Wolf because it didn't uh, cost me $30 to walk in. Um, so I respect that. Thank you very much. Yeah. But yeah, this is a beautiful spot. Culturally. Yeah, I mean, thank, thank you. Yeah, we've done some cool stuff. My, Of course, my favorite part, being able to do this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. among others. But let's talk a little bit about it. I was going to joke right now. I'm like, damn, you said it all right there. That was so succinct. You know, like you said all, all the thing. But, uh, yeah, man, Fuyo Radio. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. It's and been you a guys were, were a collective. I know that um, we actually featured Fuya Radio uh, yeah. as a duo, yeah, you yeah. and Zyme One, at least two or three times in, in BWAM's history. Yeah. So there is a, a precedent here in BWAM's podcast, like, you know, getting an open mic at a groovy smoothie shop, yeah. downtown at the Rock House Cafe. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah. So we've. Um, as you know, Fuya Radio, um, it's it's us. We're we started off as um a, just a, a group. I mean, well, not even a group. We started off as a podcast back in like 2005, 2006. Also, yeah, you guys were doing podcasts before they were like the I fad. tried to tell them. I've been telling them, like, no one wants to hear me. We've been pod we podcasted from about 2006 to I want to say 2013, and then it blows up and everyone's making money off it now. And I'm just at home just doing – I'm watching it. I'm just listening. But, yeah, we ended up doing that. And whenever we started performing, we were we were billed as Metaphysics, Zyme One, DJ Metronics, Diluted Thought, just three of us. But it started to crowd, you know, a flyer. Okay. So we were just like, why don't we just perform as Fuya Radio? And let's just, let's just keep it a buck. Like, we were lazy <laughs> – and if we say Fuya Radio, we can do the same 35, 40 minutes, but each do three songs instead of six, seven each. So, um, <laughs> it, and, it, and it actually just started, it really vibed because um, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, and I'm, I'm actually texting with, with Zyme One right now, one of the things we really pride ourselves on is we're homies, we're friends. Like, we, you know, th- through and through, um, I have their back. I would take a bullet for these dudes. Um, and so we meshed well on stage. We had good chemistry back and forth. The conversation between songs became just as important as the actual song performances themselves. And we had a really good, we had a great time doing doing the Fuya radio stuff. I caught some of that, man. I, I thought it was really inspiring. I like the way that you guys all worked off of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in a way, you guys all had your own styles too, which Absolutely. I think is it's a little necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like. You're, Sometimes guys will like be sounding the same in a group. You don't know who the next, like, oh, that's someone else rapping now. Um, so we we never had that problem. Um, I mean, if you can get past the same five jokes that Zyme One tells on stage, uh, it's it's a beautiful performance when you can get past those 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 jokes. You guys have had some, uh, I think, pretty unique performances. Absolutely. Like uh, that's the other thing, you know. I think sometimes. Like maybe we're just kind of jumping into it culturally. Yeah. But sometimes people are like afraid to take a show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've seen you guys do like fountain, uh, the fountains of Farah with like one of the little mascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were hanging out like, with the with the frozen with frozen yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing with frozen yogurt. <laughs> um, you know what? We were never we've never been afraid to to have fun. Like I, I think a big problem, not a problem. Let me rephrase that. I think one of the one of my critiques of of music of hip hop in general 
is a lot of rappers take themselves so serious to a fault mm. and it becomes a point where like you're aggressive for just because it's part of the show like you have to and we never did that we let the music speak for itself we had fun on stage we we took it serious in that we we were very careful with the craft but we didn't take it serious where you you look at us and say man these guys are trying way too hard and i think it i think it played out it played out well people would always come up to us and and, and say you know you that, that was funny i like what you did with that song that's you know that shit was fun um, and that's all we ever wanted. That's all we ever want. Like Zym and I last performed, we came back together uh, this past, uh, I think November or December, December for um, La Parada. That's we, right. We played, I couldn't make that one, man. We, I hated that I had to miss that. We played La Parada and, we, you know, it's we came back for that and then and it was beautiful. It was same same vibe, same chemistry, same fun. Yeah, shout out to to Anthony, the whole San Carlos crew. Absolutely. Uh, La Parada is an El Paso classic. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun factoid. And I have the flyer for it. We played La Parada in, uh, Jesus, 2015, December or November. I can't remember the exact. I think it was November. Okay. It was us. Um, Chamanas. Chamanas, Scritzi, oh. and this kid named <laughs> Kai who came who came he performed before us he he she opened for us <laughs> um he came with about 40 or 50 of his friends they they played an acoustic set we were like what is happening why are these kids on stage he performs kills it and then leaves and then like 2 3 months later we find out this kid is being played on Kylie Jenner's Snapchat and it ends up being Khalid it ends yep. up being homeboy. That was him. <laughs> it blew my mind. Like that's I hate that the, my claim for fame is like you know Khalid opened for <laughs> me. <laughs> he opened for us. You know you know how we get down. But no, <laughs> and it's it's crazy how the world works, man. Because literally two months before that song blew up, he was he was rocking La Parada with us. Mm-hmm. And you know it's two three hundred people, or maybe like 150, 200 that can, that'll make it like a big crowd. But Jesus Christ, did he! Thousands of thousands of fans, thousands of fans, millions I mean, of records. Like, he'll announce a show in El Paso and yeah, like yeah. sell that out. Like that's wild. Which I think also, if you're listening, like go to local shows. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a little hard right now, but mm-hmm. like you will catch magic. I mean, we were wedged between. I, I'm I, I'm not too sure if Khalid uh, like has a Grammy. Or nomination or anything of that sort. So, but you're talking about Chamanas. But we sat between two Grammy nominees on a random uh, Friday night. Yeah, like uh, in November. Um, So yeah, that was um, that was a lot of fun, man. That's a good memory, and I think that's part of this is is all the kind of memory building Mm -hmm. as well. Um, As as a as a group, you guys were doing podcasts, and I think you started recording music. Like when I met you. Um, probably like 2011 yeah. had to be. I think that's that's when I started. Uh, you know, you were you were talking about your music and yeah. and you were putting out EPs and and man, I, I gotta tell you, I was I was bl- I was blasting those in my truck driving yeah. all around town because I did a lot of driving back in those days between campuses, events, gigs. Gotcha. I can't tell you how many times I I played Blame the Music. Oh, good looking, man. I appreciate that. That's cool. <laughs> and I thought that was such a cool song, that's, that's man. That's a deep I lo- cut. I love the style, man. Yeah. Um, and of course, since then, uh, I think 
I saw with each each new like EP and attempt, your songwriting get tighter. Yeah. And I've always wanted to ask you about your writing and your songwriting because, you know, up until you started to become, and I, f- I forgot to open the show with this, but, you know, I was, I was just talking to you before yeah. the show about Twitter. Yeah. How, how I was sad one day and I, I realized your, your Twitter account turned into retired rapper. Yeah. And we'll, we'll dive into that yeah, of course. Um, in a bit, but, and, and how even now, Earlier, I was like, "Oh, you're semi-retired rapper now." Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's a change in the better direction. Yeah, at least for <laughs> for people who love your music. Like, Absolutely, oh, awesome. But <laughs> before that, you know, I, I was always just kind of looking forward to the to the new release, and then you came out with "I Clearly Have Things to mm-hmm. Learn," um, the album. Man, a lot of cool tracks on that, yeah. I, and I just. I'm not gonna lie. I barely just remember. That I I did a little uh, cameo. Yeah, man, you did, a, you did a forgot. you did a mid skit between it. Um, but so yeah, and I I introduced myself that way when I said I started. I got good at rapping around 2011 um, because I did. Um, what I what and at least I feel um, what I ended up doing is I saw this comedian. I think it was Bill Burr who said it. He was like, "I'll take my comedy routine and I'll do it in chunks and get really tight tens." And then get really tight tens and really tight tens. So what I ended up doing is I I did EPs. I did a I tried to do a tight EP with uh, my my boy Riot out from France. I did a tight EP with DJ Matronics of Free Radio. I tried to do a tight EP with um, uh, Junkie J, um, who's been in several variations of bands here in town. Great great performer, great musician. Um, and then from there, I it spawned. This project I did with my my boy F and Danny boy um, called Mother Superior, which right. turned into Thrill O'Reilly. And so as time progressed, I, I, I felt like I got better at writing. Um, then I released the project uh, Revolving Doors around 2013. And Revolving Doors is really the one that where it hit every every single segment of my personality, my my direction my emotion, how I felt, my vulnerability, everything I wanted to convey. Um, it, it hit that. And then with I Clearly Have Things to Learn, mm. it finally hit like it was exact. Like that's my, to me, that's, had I stopped rapping, that would have been the perfect project to end for me <laughs> because I felt like it was con- it was tight from beginning to f- beginning to end. It was uh, concise. It was relevant at the time. Um, and it got me, but the funny thing about that is it, is it got me into some weird places because I was so proud of that project that it actually turned into one of the reasons I stopped mm. making music. Um, because I thought that that project held enough weight to put me in the position to be on. I really wanted to be on neon, man. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Like I wanted to be on neon neon. And I felt like I, had the material to back it. I felt like I was uh, doing the moving and shaking the way you have to with the right people. And I didn't. And I got, I think that started the sour taste. Um, and then as we progressed, uh, I met this homie, uh, Landon Wordswell. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He yeah. actually, he was at um, the, oh my God, the open mic series you did. Oh, oh, uh, Thrill Successions? Yeah, yeah, with Thrill okay. Successions. Yeah. Um, w- he was there and, you know, we, we started politicking and, he was going to take myself and uh, DA the INM 
Shout out to DA. Yeah. Uh, on tour over that summer, 2016. And we were we were going to do it two, three weeks. We were on the road, and I felt like that would have changed everything. Couple that with um, my boy Horrible had passed my CD on to Atmosphere, to Sean, Sean oh, yeah, from Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me the messages. He's like, yo, your boy's spitting. Uh, I'll pass this on to the right people. It was it, it was beautiful, but um, I had that sour taste in my mouth. And couple that with... I got into a grad program. That was it, man. I remember that. I had to. I, I had a. I had a fork in the road where should I be safe or should I take a chance? And financially, I I couldn't afford to take a chance. Mm-hmm. I had to be safe, and I don't have regrets. I think I did the right thing, um, but man, do I look back at that and wonder where would I be had I went on that tour? Mm. Would it have done anything at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, would it have sparked anything? Would I have met somebody? Would it have turned into something more but yeah it's it's been from 2011 to to 2016 i felt like that was like the best segment of music i made that's awesome man i i like a lot of what you said there yeah i also like that i I was able to just kind of sit back and and follow that journey i love talking uh composition and process okay you know so the the kind of going all the way back to to this bill burr thing Mm -hmm. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar in, in comedy, you know, when you talk about a set, a tight five, tight seven, that's just like five minutes, seven yeah. minutes, like working on it so often on the craft that you can just pull it off like, like, like again, tight where you can have it down mm. all your, all your twists, your turns, your, your stops, you know, and the beats, the beats are on. It. Yeah. And, and uh, I love that translating to, to creative output. And so in this case, like kind of getting your EPs in. Working yeah. it out and uh, your your music. I think I think something that also uh, attracted me towards your 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 music is I think that it just it wasn't just rap yeah. or hip hop. There was there were these element uh, elements from elsewhere, like a lot of indie stuff, yeah, a lot yeah, of music, yeah. and something I really enjoy about. I clearly have things to learn. Learn is you incorporate a lot of indie kind mm. of music and, and, and you, you sing too man you have an oh, awesome voice hello, thank you sir i appreciate that no well my my rule of thumb is i don't listen to rap when i'm in the recording process i can't okay. i because I, I, then it becomes you look you look at work and you know they say don't look at your competition don't focus on them so i if i listen to a rapper i'm like yo i like that scheme i don't want to end up doing that scheme or doing that style or that delivery um i come from that era where it's biting, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. you shouldn't, and you should be unique to yourself. And now everyone just raps the same way. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, right there. yeah, you guys listening? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I I needed to find my own voice, and a, a part of that was in understanding the writing of of other genres. Mm-hmm. Like I I always I always say this on like I say this on social media sometimes. Um, the album that changed the way I wrote was um panic at the discos um a, a fever you can't sweat out or something like that was that their debut album the debut album yeah okay. um and that whole that whole segment of emo slash fueled by ramen rock music <laughs> um the way they wrote was so pretty and the, when you look at it on paper it's like this these interesting words coming together uh i got really into that and so i i wanted to i wanted to emulate that but as as i started to emulate it I started to pick up my own flavor to it, you know, pick up my own style to it. 
And then it turned into what it is now, which is this like roller coaster intertwined me meandering through like word segments yeah, yeah. Uh, that I really like to do. I think it's pretty. I mean, so it's it's the development of your own art. And so yeah. I love the way you talk about it, especially um, something that's important, I think, in anything you do is finding your own voice mm-hmm. or style. Yeah. And and that's such a, a tricky territory because obviously there are things that inspire us. Yeah. One of the reasons we, we get into our, our form is we heard something, we saw something that was like, I want to do that. Mm. You know, I can do that. And you find out that this is a medium in which you can express certain things and maybe the best way you can. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that is tough to, you know, we're, we're such social creatures that we do pick up mm-hmm. and, and emulate so often. And so I, I get what you're saying. Like if you're in a certain genre, you'll pick that up and, and there is a tendency for, yeah. for you know, and, and this is a lot why, why like decades happen and yeah. like, um, what do they call it? Parallel thinking, what's it called? I think that makes, yeah, I think it's about right. It should be parallel. Where there's thinking. just a lot of yeah. similar like. Well, and happen. and you think of like rock music, right? You think of a guitar, mm-hmm. like you're gonna run out of riffs, like you're gonna run out of melodies or or just you know whatever you're putting together. So in rap, at some point, you might run out of styles, which is why there's these these outliers right now, like specifically right now where. Mm-hmm. Like you see a, a rapper like the baby who has this very specific staccato type rapping style. And then you see someone like um, young thug who can do regular raps, but has this, this nasally voice that makes it unique on itself. So anything he does sounds unique on itself because it's so different. Like the, 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 the vocal tone is so different. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like you, I feel like at some point you run out of, you just run out of styles. You run out of mm-hmm. a way to deliver a song. You know, if you keep doing, that's why when new genres, well, when new segments of, of the genre come in, when um, you hit like mumble rap, I never hated mumble rap. Mm-hmm. I love mumble rap because it was different because it was a whole different take on the genre that saved my life that I fell in love with. And you, it's, it's, you, it's a young man's game. Yeah. Like my, my project, um, well, and we'll probably get to that, but the idea for my final project was going to be the title of no genre for old men. That was the, that That's was so the, great. that was the idea of it because it's not a young, it's not an old man sport anymore. It's not, we, we, we have to face like, you can make me like Wu-Tang Clan will, will live forever. They are forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> But at, at some point you're teetering on, and I don't want, I hate to say it like this, but you teeter on novelty act where it's just, I'm seeing them because I, I'm going to see the hits. Same reason I go see Steve Miller band. Same reason I go see, um, you know, anyone journey journey's not okay. popping with the new album. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you, where you think of, uh, just styles, man. Yeah. That's. I, I'm sorry. I started rambling. No, man. This is good, man. You're giving me like, like lots of like lots of threads. And I'm like, yeah. okay, where do I want to follow like that? Yeah. First of all, that's a loaded phrase. Your your final project. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no genre for old men. First of all, I love the the McCarthy reference. Thank Mike you. McCarthy. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, great border writer. Writes a lot in New Mexico, El Paso. Yeah. It's called a Paso home for a little while. Um, of course, uh, a lot of his books have been adapted into the movies. And so, you know, that's 
Bill Clinton referral men became pretty popular. But we'll, we'll put that. I want to. I want to touch on that a okay. bit. It's a shame that that Zyme One couldn't make it. I know yeah. his latest album is about fatherhood, and that's that's super interesting. You know, like you see an evolution of yeah. from his first albums. You know, when we talk about Zyme One, you know, he's a storyteller. Yeah, and and he's just border storyteller. Absolutely. You know, in that way, mm. and it's uniquely Zyme One. And so I just thought it was, you know, he's, I think he's always kind of had that unique style already in his own right. But, you know, you, you were talking about he has got that, that father, that daddy album. Yeah. So we missed him. He was on this podcast, too, mm-hmm. about two years ago. You know, and you were like, this was just around the time that you kind of started stepping out. Yeah. And you, like you said, you got into into grad school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how how's that been? So I know you, you stepped away for a while and. What was the process, man, of hanging up the microphone? Um, the 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 process of 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 hanging up the microphone, you know, it was th- that long that long twenty sixteen of do I love this um, as much as I say I do? Considering I have a beautiful, I have a wonderful project in my opinion, and I should capitalize on it, and I should do more because I'm I'm kind of writing at a peak, um, but. You know, you. I got super involved in that. I got super involved in my relationship, and in just like, I don't know, man. Thirty hit different. Like thirty felt different, and it felt like maybe I should see what the next segment of life can do. I still wanted to be creative. I, st- I like. I wanted to write a, like a short story book or something, or even poems. But um, I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And then getting quitting it was. I still did shows here and there, but eventually, you know, I canceled the my part of the tour over that summer. Um, I sold off like selling my equipment was was the the that's when you was, knew was the kiss of death. It was I got rid of my equipment. I was done, and I was just I honestly got comfortable with that. I got very comfortable with just I was in school. I was learning stuff. I was very interested in. Uh, and and I was okay with saying, all right, this is the next step. Like, let's just do higher ed. Let's focus on being an admin at some point and see where it takes us. But you learn over time, like, you can't, you have to scratch that itch, man. Like, I would catch myself on drives to and from work, like, getting fixed on words and just, like, finding ways, all right, how, how can I rhyme that word? Let me learn this new word. How do I rhyme that? What what goes with it? Yeah. How many ways can I bend it? Um, and it never left. Like, you know, you catch yourself writing things down that like, right, this rhymes with this, this rhymes with this. Well, I never need to say Lord Jesus and warm gray goose, but they rhyme and it sounds pretty, it sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it it's I I I still wrote things here and there, but it just never came into fruition as far as developing into a sound again. Um, so that's been, that's, that's where it was for the segment of me not making music. That's where retired rapper was. It was just doodling words. Um, and then at some point I was like, I want to do this again. And I think one of the things that really inspired that, and I'm, and I'll shout praise to his name as much as I shit on him. Like when we're hanging out, I think Zyme one is the most prolific storyteller in this city. I think he is the most prolific songwriter as far as rapper because he knows how to find ways to um, put different melody into his raps. He's the most interesting character 
as far as the way his brain works to me. And he did something that I was afraid to do. And he, um, he created through adulthood. Mm. He created through it. He kept going. He said, all right, I'm in this segment of my life and now I'm going to create about it. And I'm sitting here thinking like, how arrogant am I to think that, all right, I'm done. Like I've done everything I need to do. I have, I haven't, I I even told him I'm not going to do shows unless it's a place I've never performed before, which I mean, that's fair. But at the same time, how much, how much, um, slack am I giving myself as an artist to really be an artist? Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm just doing it for the for the for fuck's sake. Right. So what's the point in that? There's you get nothing out of it. There's no fulfillment. Um, and I'm notoriously a non. I'm not a social person by nature, but making music and being a creative and being in public helps me shake that. So music in itself uh, has so many layers to how it helps my mental health, okay. which is a conversation we can definitely have because I have a lot to say about that. Um, but it's it has really helped me kind of get back into uh, some normalcy, okay. <laughs> I guess to say. Uh, and it's been about a year of struggling with breaking out of this I hate people shell <laughs> to, be the, to be a people pleaser, but at the same time... Um, being the person as opposed to pretending I'm the person, yeah. if that makes sense. There's a quite a few tight rope, ropes to walk there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at having conversation and, and socializing, but boy, do I hate people. It's a weird, it's a weird, Understandable. Ju- weird juxtaposition, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only artist, especially, I mean, artists notoriously, we don't leave us alone. Let us make art. We'll be an artist in front of you. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been the struggle for me moving in and out of music, coming back into it. Um, now I'm semi retired rapper, <laughs> as, as you said on yeah, Twitter, changed the handle back. I changed the handle. And so I'm, I'm toying with it. I'm writing more. I'm, I'm teaming up with producers that I really appreciate and enjoy. And hopefully I can create another piece of art that I'm proud of. You know, we'll see where it goes. So, so great, man. Um, so first of all, I acknowledge the fact that like grad school isn't easy. There's there's some dedication involved. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that thought process. Yeah. But it's it's good to know that even then there was like a little part of you like it that you never get rid of. Like that little flame that won't be mm-hmm. extinguished. Um and so even before we started recording today, like you're, you've you've been at work. You have all sorts of ideas in your head. Yeah. Essentially, you you can if you already like start working on, on a whole a whole new album already. Like mm-hmm. probably like, home, whole album's worth of material probably yeah. ready to go. So is this stuff that once you start to realize that you know my time isn't done, my out this is still an outlet for me. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm and I'm curious because I, I didn't we didn't really get into it, but like with the other stuff, like I'm always curious um, how how people start to compose their work. Mm-hmm. Do you start with a lyric and then and then try and add like a, a melody, a tune later, or or, or does it intercha- Is it interchangeable? Like sometimes uh, you hear something that influences. So, the so sometimes you'll like sometimes I'll write a verse and I look for an instrumental that fits it, mm-hmm. but. 
I've noticed that my best means of creating is find the instrumental that gives the emotion and let that tap you into something that you already have going on. And that's been my best creative method um, because I can not only uh, tap into the emotion, but I can find the melody. I can find the different uh, pieces that I want to be able to like sync with. Because like you can rap a verse over an instrumental, but can you rap? Uh, can you write your lyrics to match the tempo of the hi-hat as opposed to emphasizing something on the snare, as opposed to emphasizing something on a horn stab? Um, so it becomes like super intricate in that sense. Um, but, but above all, like, it's just an emotion. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't, I haven't written a rap about rap in a lot of years. And it's one of the things I, 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 I like, I hate. It's a pet peeve of mine. It's too easy. Rappers who rap about yeah. rap. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's surface to me. And I always say, stop. Like, who are you? Rap about like you. Rap about the things that you experience. Rap about what interests you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know like you're the illest or you know you're killing so like you are confessing to murder on a track. Therefore, you are doing you know you should be in prison, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of fronting. Yeah, that when oh, it comes 100%, to hundred percent, hundred percent. So I always gravitate to that. Therefore, I create that. I create a, a feeling. That's. Also, again, what has drawn me to yeah. to yours and Zyme's work because yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys definitely do that. Yeah, you know? and and Zyme will be the first one to tell you Zyme's not the he's not Rakim, he's not Royce to five nine, he's not the lyrical lyrical miracle rapper, but Zyme for some reason has this way of captivating you with he's like um he's akin to Master Ace. Master Ace had this very simple flow that and very limited words, but he used those in such a very intentional way that you couldn't help but keep listening. And I think Zyme does that. I think it's beautiful. I think Zyme creates wonderful art. I will forever say Zyme is the best, best rapper slash creator, in my opinion, in this town. And that's enough uh, blowing Zyme. I will stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we kind of were wondering if you might make it today. If you guys want to go back, uh, he was actually a guest. I mentioned a couple years back, but more specifically, he was on episode nine. Holy hell! Of this show, yeah, episode nine. So all the way back there. That's not a significant number, Zaim. Uh I am <laughs> number fifty, sir. <laughs> Loser. No, it's just kidding. it's so crazy though. Um, I I think around that time he was just coming up with his uh, Selena Gomez track, mm -hmm. and also by the way, if you don't follow him on on social media, he's hilarious. Like he also has his own brand of humor. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it's just like cheesy puns, yeah, and uh, observations about his, uh, his. And some of them just caught me catch catch me off guard sometimes. Like ah. there are so many weird things his niece has done. On his social media oh posts, yeah, like, like she's your nasty. <laughs> your family, quote unquote, is crazy. <laughs> They're nasty. Um, it's funny because like I, I I joke with Zyme all the time, but this is facts. Um, I just started following Zyme again on on like I've been his friend. Yeah. But I just started following him again on Facebook because I'm like I love these jokes, but if I see twenty of them in one day, I want to fight you, sir. So I'm like, let me unfollow Zyme and I'll come to it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's funny. funny. They filter to me like, oh, did you All see right. Zyme's joke? It's hilarious. So 
Me, I'm like, all right, I get it. It's a joke. But I know you're not doing that right now. You're not like, really. You're not at the cabaret again. Yeah. You're closed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, just uh, so maybe a little bit. I know that like in a lot of your albums, you work with uh, homies, producers. Yeah. Um, do you have your hand in producing your, your stuff as well in um, any way? I don't produce. I haven't produced. No, I don't, actually don't produce anything for myself. Um, I I dabble in it, production. Yeah. Um, I, and the beats I've made, I've given to other artists. I mean, I've given some to diluted. I've given a lot to Zyme, um, never anyone outside of the circle. Uh, I've done some mixing and mastering for some artists. Um, I know specifically I worked with Ocho Sanchez on a, on a few of his projects recently. Um, but that's not enough to, it's like playing, it's like, uh, babysitting someone else's kids. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's not the same love you have. And while I really enjoyed mixing his projects and, you know, he's, he's a creative dude. Like he's been, he makes great, great projects as well. Very tight projects. Um, it's like playing with, you know, it's babysitting someone else's kids. It's like, all right, that's, that's cool. But you're going to like, I'm going to go, I want to see my kids now. There you go. And I think that's also another reason I've, I've, it's re-sparked the interest in, in being creative because yeah, man, I didn't realize how much that affects you if you suppress it. Like it's a, it's a it's a like it's a feeling of that bogs on you if you aren't creative, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you when you need to be creative. Uh, so I can, uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to do it, man. I had to come back and start writing things. That's great, man. I, I think uh, you know I'm really looking for where where, where this goes. Uh, you know, I think another important thing is just. You, you were singing praise right. of, of some artists, man. Do you, do you want to give us a shout out? Like, who have you been following lately, you know, like that uh, you've seen cool things from that you see that you, maybe you want to just highlight or give shout outs to? Well, uh, okay. So, and I'm going to uh, let me turn into old head. Um, so, I really love, and, I've, and I told this to him when I ran into him at, at uh, La Parada. I think Ralph Taruckis has the potential to be a like a mega star as long as he keeps doing what he's doing with his his solo music uh the label he has with Rancor Kills and Apps One um and the Rival Ruckus stuff because it's yeah. it's a it's a wonder like it's a dope fusion um A Billy Free as well like she's amazing like them together and them separate yeah. they create art um I guess I know you know shout out to DS Jr. I love what he's doing with with uh, Crystal Poppin, I think people need to pay a little bit more attention to what's happening there. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a critique for her. All right, I <laughs> she'll probably never hear this, and she don't give a shit because she's I'll tag her. <laughs> she's out there doing amazing things. All right, um, but I listened to the album that she released at um, Gold uh, something Gold Honey, the last the, her recent project, mm -hmm. and there was something that she did. Or said that made me think I need to hear more. And what she said is something along the lines of like, I have a story to tell. You know, I have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear that story. I, I didn't hear it fully on the project. I feel like there's so much there. Like and she's and she's young. Like she's, like I said, young, young man, young women sport. Um, I think when she when she taps into that. She's gonna captivate a huge audience, 
it's right. not just going to be turn up music. It's not just going to be the party music she's making. Um, I think she's gonna she's gonna blow the fucking roof off once she once she finds out how to um, articulate those feelings of the story you have to tell because that's where it, my father used to tell me. I mean, he's still alive, but my my dad tells me all the time <laughs> or used to tell me, Mijo, why don't you make a song that like gets your heart? Cause that's going to do so much more. Mm-hmm. And I never understood. I'm like, dad, I like rapping, you know, I'm the illest rapper, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you start doing it and then someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I tattooed your line to my forearm or someone says, this helped me with my breakup mm-hmm. or someone says this helped me through depression or this just, this song makes me happy. Um, it feels different. It feels so much different. And I feel like it's so much more sustained then we had a great night at the club. Yeah. Um, and that's that's always that's that's what I'm chasing is I'm chasing how can I help as opposed to what did we drink tonight? You know, did it get crazy? I want to know that I, I left an impression on you that not only hits tonight, but tomorrow, but next week, but the week after. Um, so that's where and I think that's where once she hits that, yeah. I'm sorry, I started talking about myself. No, um, once she true. hits that, um, fucking, she's out of here, man. She's out of here. I mean, she's already out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, she's up there, Houston. She's in New York. She's recording in all these places. She's making this really. Cre- she has a great creative team. They're making beautiful visuals. She's making really uh, good music that sounds good. That's mixed well. And uh, I think once once she taps into the emotion, sorry, once she taps into the emotion, out of here. Yes, do That's a great assessment, man. And uh, I, I know you, you deviated to there, but I, it still fits though, because that's what you're you're relating here is, you know, there's a cer- certain threshold to break, a certain a certain depth. Yeah. That you know, ultimately, we're in the business of of making stories. Like you said, that's going to be more meaningful for someone down the road than that one random ass night they were at a bar and like they got down. Cool, they had a, you know, it's fun, but you yeah. maybe forget those in the long run. But that one meaningful. Lyric, like you said. Yeah. And so since you brought it up, has anyone ever tattooed any, any of the lyrics? Actually, yes. I, yeah. I had a, I had someone, uh, I had a feature on Diluted Thoughts Project, um, and the lyric was, don't let your downfalls downplay your gifts. And he tattooed it onto his forearm. And I saw that, and it blew my mind. It still blows my mind, the <laughs> fact that it's it's there, that I was able to to say something that resonated to the point where you said, I want to impress my body, like imprint my body with this for the rest of my life. Um, I forget the dude's name, but I appreciate you for that. Thank you. That's awesome, man. Uh, so just as, as we kind of maybe start to round it out a little bit, I'm, I'm curious, like, <laughs> let's open a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> what what got you, I mean, what what drew your interest in, into words, into language to to be able to to express these um uh, being a middle child mm-hmm. um so let me tell you a long-winded story to come back to it okay um i spent a lot of my um when i moved sorry let me let me rephrase when i moved to out, out of town to corpus christi uh i lived there for two years i went i lost about 200 pounds i lived longer i was dying like when i before i left all this stuff was happening. Like my heart was giving out. I was having palpitations, such and such. Um, and when I left, 
I did all the things I wanted to do on the surface. I got thin, I got healthy, I graduated with my bachelor's, then I came back. And I said, I'm going to come back because I want to go home to work on the, the, the stuff, the meat and potatoes inside of like the mental health stuff, um, which I'm a huge proponent of. Like we need to work on mental health yes. and it needs to be more prominent in hip hop. And luckily it is like, you know, you see a lot of these younger artists who talk about it more and more. Um, but it's still trickling down. I know that musically our culture is still a little in El Paso. Our scene is still a little behind on that. But uh, when I came back and I started working on, on these things, I started to realize a lot of a lot of personal in you know ingrained whatever situations. Mm -hmm. And one of them was why did I fall for why did I fall in love with music? Why did I fall for writing? Why am I doing this? And I think a lot of it had to do with being a a middle child of, you know, the younger one gets the attention, the older one's out doing his own thing. I would spend a lot of time there on my own. I would spend a lot of time there writing things. Um, I remember I, for some reason, I, I gravitated towards really um, poignant lyrics as a kid. Like I used to listen to, uh, it used to come on MTV, um, Live Forever by Oasis. Uh, and, you know, it's maybe I just want to die, I want to live, don't want to cry. Uh, but when he would sing the you and I are going to live forever over and over again, for some reason, Richie, I shit you not, I'm like a five, six, seven-year-old. I started bawling, mm. and I don't know why. I, to this day, I don't know why. And I don't know why it was so impressionable at a young age. I don't know why the words together were so poignant and they, they hit so so hard for me wow. and so i started feeling that more and more throughout different songs and so when i when i hear words when i hear music when i hear the lyrics i'll stop and say that was a really good line mm. like i can completely forget the song happened and, and get fixed on wow that's a fucking pretty pretty <laughs> pretty word that's a pretty phrase yeah. um and so that's kind of where my my love for words came in. Um, I wasn't, I mean, I'm not a big reader, so it's not like it comes from that. Uh, I read as much as I can when I can. Uh, I don't gravitate to novels. Um, I gravitate to the, the, the poets before me, the ones in this genre that I found really awesome, relevant, um, poignant. <laughs> yeah, man, uh... <laughs> That that's beautiful, man. Because I I think I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when you talk about like being able to recognize maybe like a line mm -hmm. that hits you in yeah. a certain way, to me that's that's um looking at when you look at a a work of art and you and you notice a particular line left from a, a brushstroke mm -hmm. and it, it affects you and there's there's something uh, meaningful behind that, some soul. Yep. You know, um, there's a, a a philosopher, right, Walter Benjamin. Who talks about the aura of a piece, right? In, mm. in his in his work, art in the age of mechanical reproduction, okay. and that's what people experience when they go to like to art museums, and, and you feel drained, and that's because yeah. you're you're paying attention to to the energy that was put into that piece, and so if you go up and, and look at an art piece, yeah, and you and you see like where the the brush hit the canvas, and then the paints like there's a little. Yeah, scoop yeah, up yeah, yeah. And it's, I think that's the equivalent of like, we hear that song and that one line that hits you. And I, I definitely experienced that. And, and I'll, I'll be guilty of kind of playing 
repeating mm-hmm. and hitting that same Abs- spot over absolutely. and over, just to kind of experiencing and, and try and figure out why does that work that way? You absolutely, know? yeah. Is it the combination? Like, what's behind the words? What's the combination between the words with the music? Like, yeah. what's going on there? It's it's almost like reverse engineering. Like, yeah, absolutely. A scientist, that, that's, that's like, a perfect that's a perfect way to describe it. Um, you reverse engineer, and then you when you start to fall in love with that with that idea or that process, you start to fall in love with is their process is this artist's process different from the others because this line is nothing like this line but mm-hmm. it hits just as much as that one does mm-hmm. why like uh looking at the cover of melancholy and the infinite sadness by smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. i'm looking at it and it hits me the same way as you and i are going to live forever why why does it hit that way what is it that they did that makes me feel that way. Hmm. It blows my mind. I, I'll never understand how how that that emotion and how the emotion the emotion works, but it does. Wow! And it's beautiful to me. It's the most it's the most fascinating thing. I argue with my girlfriend about this all the time <laughs> because she's she's very unemotional. Okay. And I'm like, I I'm I'm gonna cry over uh, the, this kid walking the stage. Oh damn. Uh, Dude, this is crazy, man. I've been in relationships like that. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Where, okay, yeah, all right. I've been, I'm in your shoes, man. Mm-hmm. I've been in, like, it's such an interesting uh, dichotomy to, yeah, like, absolutely. happen in. But, like, the way you can play off each other in that way. Like, yeah. No, and I, I need, like, I need her to to balance that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm over-emotional. I'm over-analytic. I'm over this. I'm under yeah. that. Um, so she keeps me in check, you know, yeah. love her to death. Yep. She's, I've been with her for, for four years, uh, at this point. Um, she's probably going to be the one I'm going to marry, but man, has, has that helped me balance out the, I'm going to cry about everything. So important, man. <laughs> I, I feel that too, man, on, on a personal level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, man, there's so much to talk about, but like, as you, as you venture forth, man, and people are listening to this. How can they they follow you and keep track with your work? That way, when you do put new material out, they can they can follow it and see it and hear it. Gotcha. Uh, I'm so I'm. I mean, you could find me anywhere that metaphysics exists. M e t a f i s i x. Real quick. T a f i s i. So real quick, because you did ask me this off off air. Okay. Yes. Metaphysics, the name. Well, obviously, we know it's a branch of philosophy. We know that Aristotle. But the for me, I was just they used to know me as Kishi when I was a kid when I was in high school. Kishi was short for Rakishi, the wrestler, big chubby dude, uh, big chubby dude, ha 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 ha. Um, So when they were like when we first started recording, myself, my friend Xavier, my friend Luther, uh, shout out to them. uh, When we started recording, they were like, "Are you just gonna be Kishi, or do you want a rapper name?" And I was like, I, I don't know. So I, I literally opened up, uh, I got, grabbed a dictionary, and I, I just flipped the page. And I found my favorite word on that page. And metaphysics, I, I looked at it, I read it, I was like, that's cool. Like, I like the idea of what it is, this ultimate reality, this beyond reality type thing. Yeah. Um, and then eventually it became how I kind of perceive a lot of things in this outer realm above bird's eye view type world. Yeah. Um, so it, it worked out perfectly, but yeah, it just so you know, it came from 
flipping a dictionary open, man. Uh, but yeah, so you can find that name. Uh, you can find me on um, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Um, YouTube. I, I am. I am attempting. I think this time around, one of the things because I am going to release a project. Yeah. Is th- this time around, I want to make sure I know how to create um, not just the music, but create the visual with it, create everything else with it. One of my biggest downfalls is I didn't care enough to promote it. I didn't care enough to go out there and make more videos. I didn't mm-hmm. go out there and make more attempts to be um, seen. I just wanted to make the art and walk away. Yeah. Um, so I want to try and try a little different this time. I, I'd like to see where it goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then I created it. That's great. Right on, man. And I also feel like nowadays there's more avenues f- for us to do that. Yeah, absolutely. To put content out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's just more acceptable. Mm. And and you can get stuff seen. So I, I, props to that. Yeah, man. Um, cool, cool. So uh, I was thinking it'd be cool to maybe just uh, end the show with with uh, if you've got some some rhymes you want to share with us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you let me preface this project for y'all to get a better sense before I fill your aura aura fist with my edifice. Second split. Hair, chin, thought stream for residents. Ergo, you're submitting your time for the present tense. All me now, sit down, see how. The life and times of Raymond have taken your boy eastbound to see how. Three pounds dropped every week sounds. Beautiful, but the beauty holds with the beholder, see. Old me, dead weight. Consider this the rosary. I just needed y'all to attend the mass and hold the beads. Fill the pews, lights out like a solar beam. Words that I deliver put a quiver in your ovaries. New awakening baptized in ocean waves but this time around i stay afloat through the whole parade meanwhile i see you second guess your whole charade you feel the dream is filled with landmines and old grenades i'm big picture we don't split hairs broken braids hope for change and keep up with every motion made i'm busy in the gym yoked up no meringue guess that y'all forgot that i can go for days and this my second win, setting in, certified, the medicine, you're prescribed, and the grim, cure the blonde. On the flip, it's a punch to your pearly whites, the butter knife that'll get your extra skin circumcised. I'm only going to tell you this once, I'm sought after. Poachers to an elephant tusk, throw the west up, well written, well spoken, puff my chest up, feeling like a Tesla, self-driven. Offer well wishes, peep the games as I delve in it. I got a brave heart, no Mel Gibson. Great Scots, take shots, but the shell's missing. You tried boxing with a god, but that felt different. I'm twice as flagrant, try to play him, then bite the pavement. Keep the tough talk, my life's amazing. And if you're feeling sheepish, right to grazing. I consider that a violation. Word up.